All right, welcome to a special episode of uh, Unisharks Podcast. We have two special guests here with us, but it's also, I forgot, introduce my normal co-host, Mako. Hi. <laughs> Yo. And we got our two friends here, uh, Big, Big Six, I forgot, and Nerdy here with us. Hello. Hey. So this is a little special episode we wanted to talk about tears of the kingdom everyone's playing it uh and all four of us play it uh you probably would notice that our normal other co-host is not with us and that's because he is uh, not a nintendo guy and so just so he's not left out and everything it's just going to be main mako um yeah. we, just we cast some... him out from the fold yeah he'll come back later <laughs> um <laughs> we do have some general questions for you, and then we have some more fun questions later on. So, just to start off, what's your kind of current place in the game? Like, how many shrines have you finished? Like, hours? Uh, have you completed any of the main temples and stuff like that? We'll try not to do too much spoiling for any of those who haven't, but we'll probably have to have some with our conversations. So. So we're okay. Uh, so where I, where I'm at currently, uh, I've done three out of the four temples. I'm on my last one. Um, uh, af after that, I'll try to find the memories and then finish the game. So I have most of the powers. I just have one more to do. Nice. Okay. Uh, I've only done one of the temples, and I think maybe forty or so shrines. Uh, so general game progress isn't, uh, you know, too far uh, as far as the story goes. Um, hours, I want to say less than 20, more than 10, but I don't know the exact. It's a little more casual. Yeah, a little more, a little more casual. I'm taking it at my own pace. Cool. I'm, I'm, I, want, I want mine to be a little bit more story focused before I start, like, looking for stuff, you know? Okay, gotcha. The first thing I was excited to do was go back to some of my favorite locations from the first game. So I definitely, oh, same. Went, I definitely same, like, went off the beaten path. <laughs> same, like I, I did, I did, I do admit I took, I took some detours. Uh, mm -hmm. I like, I think the first place that I decided to go back to was uh, the Great Plateau. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh. I actually didn't go there until I unlocked like all the towers. <laughs> I totally forgot. Wow. Oh yeah, towers, tower progress. Where are we at in tower progress? I've only gotten like three or four. <laughs> I have them all. Sick. I have them all too. I have about. I think I have about four more to activate. But I do have most of the map covered. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I got all the towers. I'm at like seventy something shrines. Um. I got three of the main temples done, and I'm messing around right now. I'm upgrading armor and all that before I do the last one. Cool. Underground, probably only like a third or half of the map is lit up. Oh, God, I have barely... Oh, yeah, we should talk about the depths. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't even have like a fourth of it covered. No, yeah. yeah. I'm staying away from the depths until I have more hearts, because the whole uh, gloom mechanic is pretty intimidating. Oh, yeah. just... <laughs> There's some things about it, but how about you, Mako? 
Um, for me, probably about 40 shrines. I have all the towers. I got all the memories yesterday and got a, you get a huge reward for getting all of them. So I was super stoked about that. I won't say what it is, but man, I'm so happy I did them. Okay, good to know. Gotcha. And then uh, <laughs> I only have one temple done. I'm in the middle of the fire temple right now, about halfway through that. Ooh. So, and then probably, I think I mentioned 40 shrines and then Korok seeds, I think about 30. And then only one great fairy done. I did get all of the sky islands or skylands as Hammer and I like to call them. Because it's they're just so convenient, you know. Just wherever you need to go, just pop up to an island on top and dive down, and you're good. You know, you're half away, halfway there. Yeah. And underground, it's hard to define because I've been so sporadic about it. You know, I, I did the initial missions, and then when I was on my way to Hateno, I saw a big hole in the ground, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, you need to chase after." You know, for one of the missions, you do need to go down there. So went down there and. So my underground map is like just a patchwork of dark and, you know, light spots here and there. Definitely. Yeah, and no, I totally forgot about uh, talking about underground. But, oh man, I hate the Koroks this time around. There's some really oh. easy ones. But they're, they're, they feel easier, but they're like... <laughs> oh, the way. Well, I heard... Uh... I don't know if this is a... Can I do a Korok-related spoiler? Uh, Sure. Uh, I don't really care. I don't know if this is really a, a spoiler, but I heard it... Just like saying how many there are of a certain type of Korok quest. Um, is that okay to share on the podcast? Oh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, so there's, there's a hundred of those Korok escort missions where you get two for completing... <laughs> Oh, there's no. 100 of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now I understand why people are crucified. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it gets old pretty okay. fast. So, but some of them, this is this is what upsets me. Some of them are um, to the point where I, I just, first of all, I don't think they're that fun. I think there's a few of them where you can come up with a creative solution and feel satisfied in yourself. But most of the time I look at them and I see where the smokestack is coming from. And I'm just like, come on. So I ended up one time uh, around where the there's a stable near the bridge to the Hebra region. I forget the exact name of it Um, near where like the thunderstorms used to be in Breath of the Wild. Uh, Mm -hmm. But there's one there. And I saw the distance that it was. And I ended up just carrying him with ultra hand and walking the entire distance and it took about i think a minute to two minutes and when i when i thought about it i was like i could have gone into my pockets got out a bunch of zonai devices built a little car and driven over there but i only have one battery for the zonai thing i don't even know how to upgrade it yet um and so i was like you know when you're driving a vehicle with one battery you have to like sit and wait for it to recharge before you start driving again and so I was like, the amount of time that it would have taken to get all the crap from my inventory, build a vehicle, stick him to the vehicle, and take it over probably was about the same amount of time it took to just pick him up and walk. Yeah. And so I don't yeah. think that was very well designed, but there are, I think there are more, I don't know if I want to say that, there are more well-designed Koroks than not, because I've only encountered a handful that were like really, 
really tedious. A lot of my yeah. annoying ones are like across rivers. And so yeah. I just... yeah, those ones are pretty annoying because yeah. most of the time most of the time if I'm feeling lazy or I don't have enough Zonai devices or anything to use, I just try to carry them with ultra hand the whole way. God. <laughs> peak peak gameplay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The ones that I really hate are when he's like, oh, my friend's over there, and the camera like pans over to show this 100-foot-tall, sheer vertical cliff with yeah. a little puff of smoke coming out the top. I'm like, you little mother. What the crap? No. Those are the worst. Those no. are the worst. I, have, I have yet to encounter any of those. I am not looking forward to that. Because yeah. <laughs> like, clearly what they want you to do is get like a hot air balloon-type contraption, and then you're just... That's not gameplay. You're sitting, waiting on a platform for it to reach the, the desired height. I don't. I think for some of them, like even rockets aren't don't give you enough altitude to reach them. But again, that could be a, an issue of me only having one battery. I don't know yet. But uh, I yeah. tried to use I tried to use a rocket on one of them. <laughs> it wouldn't activate. I'm like shooting it from the top of the cliff. I'm like, what the heck? So I drop down ten feet away. I shoot it. And he goes flying up into the air faster oh, than I that's can see. Not true. I'm like, what the crap? There's like a range <laughs> limit on the activation. Wow. And then I tried to use rewind. Rewind, he just zipped back by. <laughs> this isn't oh working. Eventually, <laughs> I, I like made a giant stake. Oh, I shouldn't say stake. That sounds violent. I made like a giant pillar out of some nearby, you know, uh, those construction materials you find everywhere. Sure. I just stuck him to the top and planted him on the ground and then climbed and then grabbed him. <laughs> you, uh, I love the like, I love the little Koroks with backpacks because they're kind of cute, you know, oversized backpack. But yeah. Uh, how? So I found a trick on I shouldn't say I found it. I didn't discover it or anything, but something people have been doing for some of the more tedious ones is they'll um, attach an item to their arrow like, uh, say, just a pile of wood. They'll attach that to their arrow, shoot it to the, like, destination, or at least in the direction of the destination. Um, and then, what is it? What do they do? No, 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 no. So they'll stand at the destination, shoot the arrow with the attached material towards the Korok that you have to carry. Then they'll attach um, wow. them to the wood and then use recall. So it just oh. recalls them to the oh. beginning point. Oh, yeah, I saw so I saw that, and I haven't tried it out for myself yet because I haven't played it since I see it. I think I saw it yesterday morning, uh, or something like that. And I was like, "Yeah, that 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 looks like this. That looks like the solution because it's so quick, huh? Very quick. And it works. It works for the high ones too. Those tedious high ones that they want you to build like a balloon or something for, because you can just stand up at the, um, you know, the the smokestack or whatever." the destination i guess shoot it down go down attach it and recall them and boom you're done <laughs> uh, stupid i know <laughs> yeah so i i think knowing that those will be a bit a, a bit less of eye rollers maybe but we'll see cool. all right well that was a good and good start <laughs> um, definitely well, I kind of want to continue with this, some more generic questions. Um, like overall, how would you rate the game? You know, is it 
fulfilling all the enjoyment you thought it was going to? Is it worth the money? I'll let everybody else go on this one first, because uh, I have maybe a differing opinion. Okay. 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 How about you, nerdy? Okay. So as as someone who has put a a copious amounts of time into Breath of the Wild, the sheer amount that uh Breath of the that um Tears of the Kingdom adds from Breath of the Wild just makes it seem like <laughs> makes Breath of the Wild seem like a tech demo in comparison. Well not necessarily a tech demo, but um it has its own unique experience. And like Tears of the Kingdom is just more of that. Yeah. So in my in my opinion, uh, well I, that that price that price tag of it being seventy dollars is still pretty iffy to me, but I'd say it's worth it. I'd say it's worth it. Consider again, Breath of again, the Wild DLC again, expansion pass. I I swear I'm I'm like this this is not just a DLC expansion pass. It's definitely not. I'm just saying pr- price tag wise, because Breath of the Wild was a sixty dollar game with a twenty five dollar DLC expansion. This is a seventy dollar game, and I think it feels mostly complete without a DLC. De- of course, there's gonna be DLC. We know Nintendo yeah. is gonna make DLC for this. Yeah, there, yeah, at, there's gonna at be at the DLC. moment. At the moment, it feels like there's more content in Tears of the Kingdom than Breath of the Wild plus. DLC. Gotcha, gotcha. So I, I think it justifies the price tag, but that's like a hard opinion for me to state because it just sounds like I'm one of those um, Nintendo um, swords. Yeah, yeah. The, one of the diehards, yeah. but I, I don't want to be seen that way. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, gotcha. I remember uh, we call them the Sony ponies, but some of the yeah nastier yeah. PlayStation fanboys started calling Nintendo fans, Nintendrones back in the mid two thousands. Oh yeah, Nintendo. yeah, yeah. I see that a lot. Yeah, Xbox fans are Xbots. I was like, let's all let's all chill, people. We play our favorite games. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, Sorry, I, but... yeah. I guess so. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be too hard. But um, oh, you know, no, the ones I'm you not... always see, the ones you always see in comment sections being like, I support uh, Nintendo taking down emulation and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, my but yeah, my opinion. I'd say Tears of the Kingdom is definitely worth the price tag. Okay, cool, thanks. Yeah, I was pretty lucky. So the the day that it got announced, I uh, pre-ordered it, and on the official Nintendo store, they didn't change the price from sixty to seventy. Whoa! So, so what? Got, yeah, I got it for sixty dollars. What? Uh, I told you this already, Mako, like three times. Um, but then they updated it later on. <laughs> and I was so lucky. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. But yeah, now I have the receipt and everything. Do you have digital uh, or physical? Physical. Okay, wow, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. That's, especially, that's especially cool. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. But I got, I got mine from, uh, from uh, Amazon. I got a digital. But I I could have I could have got it from the voucher the the voucher is pretty good. Which one's the voucher? You know, oh uh, yeah. So right. yeah, so like uh, you can you can uh, get two for uh, for a hundred dollars you have two vouchers you can get on two digital games and uh, you could pre-order Tears of the Kingdom with it. 
Really? Yeah. Okay. But you have but you have to have switch on while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Cool. Uh, Mako, did you say anything? Um, I haven't yet. I was going to say, yeah, when you guys were talking about the price tag, I, yeah, I'd agree. I'd say it's worth the $70. I know that's, like you were saying, a sensitive point. I mean, we're kind of at that crossroads where they like, raise game prices in general again. I mean, I remember buying Lego Star Wars for 30 bucks back in 2005. Wow. 2002 or whenever <laughs> but, uh, I, would, I would say it's worth it because it launched without any issues which we've been seeing happen over and over again all year you know a jedi survivor redfall the last of us pc port all have disaster launches we will get to glitches we will yeah. get to, yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll get to that in a moment <laughs> i absolutely must looking forward to that one <laughs> yeah relatively yes. Relatively pretty solid, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you were saying, tons of content. I mean, the I don't want to say the underworld, but the uh, underground. Underground is like a whole other map, roughly the same size as the overworld. And then the sky islands, you know, plenty of them have lots of stuff to find. And then on top of and, that, just the and fact. The, and, the ca- and the cave systems on the overworld themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. The cave systems are amazing. Not to mention, yeah. So th- it's like there's four layers of gameplay. Yeah, exactly. And they even make a point of that in the game. You know, you know they talk about how, oh, ever since the upheaval, there's more caves opened up. So there's more to find. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> I, found, I found these sisters that are like, we're going to find the mushroom haven. Yeah. I'm journeying all around looking for that. I'm like, jeez. But um, the world definitely feels more populated. This time. yeah, a lot less empty space. Yeah, and you see like more travelers, more Gorons and Gerudo just wandering around. Right. Yeah. So I think the the Gerudo cracked me up because they're so thirsty. You know, I go up and talk to one, and one of them's like, "Are you hungry? Perhaps for me?" <laughs> like what? <an> old- <laughs> <laughs> what? And she goes, I'm, I'm going to talk to every Gerudo I see now. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm just kidding. And I'm thinking, were you though? So, um, yeah, it's a sheer amount of content. And then as I played through it, I found my first, or uh, Hammer suddenly sent me pictures showing that he found the Tunic of Time. Mm. I was like dumbfounded. I was like, they included all the DLC from Breath of the Wild in this. And then I talked to Robbie and he's like, yeah, here's Hero's Path. Here's the travel medallion. Here's Sensor Plus. I'm like, oh, what? Wow. That's crazy. So you don't need the amiibo for that? <laughs> no. Like, the amiibos will give you like special weapons and skins still. And you can use them to find it a little more easily, you know, kind of gamble for the day. But yeah, you can find pretty much oh. all the costumes just around the world. Yeah. So okay, was oh, the Mid- awesome. was the Midna helmet in Breath of the Wild? I think uh, it- yeah, I think it was. You could find it in a chest. Okay, yeah. what, what did it do in Breath of the Wild? Uh, it just made. I think it just made you unfreezable. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Because I, I did find it in um in a depths. I forget where, but there's a chasm you go down, and there's an arena. And I was like, oh, this is going to be badass. What kind of boss are they going to throw at me? But it's just like s- multiple waves of increasing difficulty, like uh, Bokoblins and stuff. <laughs> so, so really, third one. <laughs> mine was Moblins. It was a pain. 
Really? Mine was Lizolfos. Yeah, mine was Lizolfos, and I got Robbie's oh. hood for it. Okay, so I, I, I'm, I'm assuming okay. there's multiple of these um, Chasm Arenas. Very cool. I'm looking forward to those. But So the reward at the end of it for me was Midna's Helm. And it gives you um, one heart of gloom resistance, and it has seven base um, defense. Oh, that's pretty decent. Yeah, which was decent because at the time, my best armor set was, um, uh, shoot, just whatever you get at base, so like two and three defense per, per item of clothing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, I forgot. I was... My my yeah, no, you're good. That was a good discussion. Um, yeah, overall, I'd say it's worth it just for the sheer amount of content and just how fun it is, and the fact that it, relatively it's had a good launch. There haven't been any like game breaking bugs or people disappearing. You know, the AI is way better than Red Falls, I gotta say. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys heard about how bad that was. I saw the Duncan video. <laughs> yeah, I tried it out. I I saw I saw um Charlie's vid uh Morse Criticals vid on it. I'm like, wow. Yeah. It really it really turned out that bad, huh? Yeah. I mean I start sorry to go on a short tangent. I started it, got into a fight with cultists. One of them took cover behind a van and started sniping. So I was like, oh well maybe they fixed it with a day one patch. And then about 20 minutes later. I shot another cultist and all of them started slowly charging me in the open across a bridge. I was like, oh no, they didn't. So, but then, you know, on Breath of the Wild, you see stuff like uh, a goblin or however you say it starts charging you and you pull out your bow and he'll start, you know, veering left and right to try and avoid it. And if you're high up on a platform, moblins will grab the goblins and throw them at you. And I'm like, geez, these guys are already better than the cultists. Mm-hmm. So yeah, AI is decent. You know, nothing to complain about. My puzzles are <laughs> every <laughs> every now and then I'll find a puzzle where I'm like, "What the crap is this?" And then suddenly I get the light bulb, and I'm like, "Oh, this is genius. This is fun, actually." Definitely love when I have those moments. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys Are you guys the type to struggle with a puzzle for like? I don't know how, however long it takes to figure it out, or do you reach a point and say, you know, screw that, I'm looking it up? Uh, definitely. Oh, I, I, I'll only do that if I'm like absolutely stumped. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm about the same as nerdy. Yeah, Fair for enough. me. Uh, oh, sorry. No, I was, I was just. You're good. Oh. Oh, yeah, for me, like, it depends on my mood. Sometimes. I'll be like, you know what? Screw this. This is stupid. And then I look it up and I'm like, oh, I'm the stupid. <laughs> that's when I kind of go like, okay, well, that's why I've been better about this and about Breath of the Wild. Cause you know, I remember that and I think, okay, how about I calm down and just take a few minutes to think through it. And then usually it comes to me. Right. So that's been a lot more satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. I'm done. That's me. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I, I honestly, I've, I've, I haven't put it down recently. Today's the only day I haven't touched it yet. Um, that sounded really weird, but 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was like a snort of surprise. But you know, I, I'm doing like at least ten hours a day on this on this game. And uh it also helps that I didn't pay the full price, but it there's just so much to it that um even going back to Breath of the Wild, there's still stuff that I haven't found out, even though I have like 160 hours on it. it I, this is probably going to be the same, but even more. So definitely worth it. My only issue or concern is the pricing, like you guys are talking about, that becomes a norm. Um, I understand it when it comes like AAA or even, uh, I don't know, I can't think of anything else, but something that warrants the price on occasion, but I don't want it to be all the time. Definitely. So, kind of, I want to backtrack a little with just normal Breath of the Wild. Uh, would you guys say there's anything that you miss from the first Breath of the Wild that you kind of want in this game? In Tears this of the is... Kingdom? Hmm. I miss... I miss Stasis. I'm really gonna miss Stasis. Really? That's interesting to me. Yeah, like there are but but besides but but not not only that, I'm but also also bombs. I really miss yeah bombing. Not even gonna lie to you. Thank you. That that was my answer. That's the one so I think traversal in Tears of the Kingdom is worse than it's ever been uh in breath of the wild and the 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 reason i can't really levy this as a complaint against the game or its developers or its design is because wind bombing was never intended but it's so much more fun and efficient to traverse hyrule wind bombing in breath of the wild than by any means in tears of the kingdom discovered thus far so if if I miss one thing, if I miss one thing from Breath of the Wild, it's the bomb rune for sure. Oh, I I agree, I very much agree. Cool. Yeah, and then like I kind of miss the videos of you know people using stasis on a boulder and then jumping on it at the last second. Oh sure, that was that was a fun way to travel. That yeah, and that that was the precursor to wind bombing, I believe. Because yeah. as, as people were discovering speedrun tech and stuff, first it was stasis launching. Then they discovered, I think, I could be wrong in my history here, but I, I think then they discovered the trick where if you like um, shield surf off of a Bokoblin's head in, um, in uh, bullet time, you get that like huge. Yeah, yeah. we've seen that video, right? Where you jump off the temple yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah flying. And then I think. Um, uh, w- I forgot the name already. What's wrong with me? Wind bombing. Uh, wind bombing. And then wind bombing was discovered. And for me, that changed everything. Like, because uh, I played Breath of the Wild on Wii U when it came out, because I didn't have a Switch in 2017. Oh. Um, and I did a full playthrough of the game, probably several hundred hours long. And then uh, last summer, actually, I got Breath of the Wild for Switch again. Ended up also buying the DLC again, so I've spent a lot of money. <laughs> I've spent a lot of money on Zelda in the past uh, five five plus years. Um, 
but yeah, and then I gave it a whole new playthrough, knowing now like all the speedrun tech and stuff that's developed as the game has been out for as long as it has been. Um, obviously, I didn't learn the like super hardcore speedrun stuff, but just knowing Wind Bomb and knowing basic information about how to uh, break the game and abuse its code gave the game new life for me a, a breath of new life if you will um <laughs> and so those kind of things excite me uh about these games and that's why i'm really excited to talk about the glitches the glitches oh, man i'm really excited <laughs> oh boy the yeah. glitches there's a reason why i invited at least one of you on this podcast it's just <laughs> a very specific reason um but before that i want to finish that topic Mako, did you have anything else? Um, this is the final thing one day I is I am impressed with the performance, like the load times. Like, yeah, I was, I yeah, noticed, I, was blown away. I actually noticed like how, how it can load, it loads seamlessly. Like you can jump from the sky, from the surface into the depths without any kind of loading screen or anything. It feels seamless that's, and that's, that's really impressive. Oh, yeah. And, like, I wasn't expecting that because um, I was expecting they would have to upgrade, you know, get some next-gen tech in there to get load times and transitions that quick. But, no, just they just worked that well with the engine they use. Yep. I mean, even in Breath of the Wild, just, like, wind-bombing across a certain distance sometime, it's like the, the game goes, whoa, slow down. You're going, to, you're going faster than we expected. And you'll get, you know, several second-long buffers while... Uh, the world updates um <laughs> and the fact that you can go from the sky islands to the depths with mostly no issue i mean people complain about frame rate i don't think it's that important i didn't know it was 30 frames until somebody told me it was 30 frames but oh, yeah. I, I never but had yeah, it's, it's, sort of thir- it's 30 frames like uh there's some it stutters sometimes like you like but it's not it's not much of an issue like you can kind of you can kind of tell, but it's only for like a for like a second or two. Yeah. So yeah, uh-huh. I just think the the only major graphical complaint I have with the game is um, when you fuse weapons, they clip through the ground. Oh yeah. And oh I, yeah. That's I a think little it's bit really annoying. it's really doofy looking when you have like uh, especially because it's so common. Like when you fuse a lance or, or a spear, I guess, with anything, or like a, a heavy weapon with anything, it's clipping through like the ceiling when you walk into a cave. It's clipping through the ground wherever you walk. Um, again, a minor complaint, but it was an intended and developed and play tested feature. So, um, kind of worth bringing up, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, my. My thing, other than what you guys already mentioned, um, and this is more a little more story wise, but it also kind of bugs me. But I miss everyone recognizing Link. Uh, I get to all these towns and all these people I did these quests with in the first one. Like, mm-hmm. well, who are you again? I was like, I spent like thirty hours getting stuff for you. <laughs> you don't remember me, <laughs> and and it just kind of sucks because you know. You save the kingdom. It's it's probably been like five years afterwards or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that is a tired bit. 
where yeah, they're like, yeah. they're, they're talking about the legendary swordsman, and they're like, but that couldn't possibly be you, and you're supposed to like be, oh ha ha. <laughs> For the fifth uh, time. I'm like I, I'm like I have the master sword right here. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually curious about that. Thank you for. I, I was curious that happened, but I don't know. Okay, let's get to probably my my. Well, two things actually. I want to talk. Is there any complaints that you want to bring up first? Um, any annoying glitches that you found or something? Like for me, maybe I'm just super unlucky, but I found like four rare ores and they don't give me anything. Or they like fall through the ground. Or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, that's Mm. happened to me a few times. And it's really annoying because I'm trying to get diamonds and they just disappear. It's like, (laughs) all right, thanks, game. Anything like that? Um complaints into like specifically glitch wise or anything like anything else similar that you don't like about Tears of the Kingdom like I don't like Addison oh you're the sign guy oh yeah. that's the sign dude oh He's yeah one complaint <laughs> Abs- so I, I was trying I kept running into him everywhere and every time I get a game I have like a completionist mindset for the first few days so I try to do all the content that I run into so I kept running into his sorry and I kept doing a stupid quest and getting those <laughs> horrible, horrible rewards and failing over and over and over again. And so it really sullied my opinion of the game for the first week because I wasn't... First of all, I'm not a fan of the Ultra Hand building. Um, I don't think it's fun. I, it reminds me of Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. I know, the, I know the comparison has been made before, but I <laughs> seriously don't find building with Ultra Hand fun. Um, <laughs> And I didn't find the Addison questline fun, and then I wasn't finding the Korok seeds fun. And so, like my first five hours of the game, I was just like, "What am I doing? What am I? I want. I want to be playing Fire Emblem instead. This is awful." <laughs> I, I hated it for like the first five hours, and uh, then I stopped doing the content that I didn't think was fun. And now my opinion of the game is is going up and up. But yeah, there's definitely some content in this game that is overall not worth doing. And I do not envy people who are going for a hundred percent completion in the slightest. <laughs> oh, so um, you you said you don't like Ultra Hand. Is it more just that it seems like a weird idea to add in, or is it like just aggravating in general? So I think it's fun as a creative feature because it's so open ended. I'll give it that. And I like. I think it's saved by the auto build feature. Oh yeah. Um, but just in general, like, try- first of all, Ultra Hand is such a big part of the game. I mean, you don't have many runes to be or runes, abilities, whatever they're called, to begin with. Um, but Breath of the Wild was pretty much the same. I mean, Cryonis was pretty useless. I would argue that Stasis was pretty useless. The only time you would ever use them is when they were specifically intended for like a shrine or a chest or, you know, something. They, they weren't open-ended. They were very linear, linear abilities. I will say the abilities in this game are much more open-ended, um, which I do enjoy. So the creative aspect of Ultra Hand Building, the fact that the community is able to do such cool stuff with it, I admire. But for my gameplay needs and um, preferences, I don't enjoy building with Ultra Hand personally. I don't like building vehicles. I want to climb a mountain, not build a hot air balloon. I want to, um, 
you know, but then again, it, it like circumvents a lot of the issues that Breath of the Wild has traversal wise, because yeah. going to a stable, talking to a guy, getting your horse out, it's such a um, clunky process, especially if you have to like warp to a um, state or warp to a shrine near a stable, walk to the stable. Like there's so many steps involved with traversal. But then Breath of the Wild had wind bombing, which alleviated all of that. But again, that wasn't an intended gameplay feature. Um, so yeah. how do they patch the issues with traversal in Tears of the Kingdom is they give you an open-ended um, building system. Problem is, I just don't find it fun. So that, that's my hot take on, on, uh, yeah, on Ultra Hand. Yeah. Well, I will say, as I played through the game, I think more and more that the vehicles, the Zonai ones, are more meant for the underground and maybe the Skylands than anything else. Because I remember watching another video. There's a YouTuber named Scott Falco that I watch. Uh, he made the point that a lot of the stuff on land, you're better off just using a horse for it. So no, I would like, agree. Yeah, and like Breath of the Wild, even. Yeah, it makes sense. It, yeah. Oh, and like Breath of the Wild, even the issue you mentioned of, you know, not always having your horse close by, they fixed that with the DLC with that uh, Sheikah bridle that could just teleport them to you wherever you were. The, uh, Definitely, there was that, and there was the master cycle. Yeah, and a master so cycle. So they, I feel like so they, cool. I feel like they released Breath of the Wild, realized that um, map traversal was very clunky and unrefined, and so they tried to patch it in any way they could by having your horse warp to you and having a motorcycle that you could spawn out of nowhere and refuel anywhere, anytime with anything in your inventory. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm still seeing traversal is- issues in. Um, Tears of the Kingdom, personally. Yeah. Well, um, uh, what I was saying with uh, the underground, the reason I think it was meant for that is because you find those little kind of caches of Zonai technology, just a bunch Definitely. of building yeah. stuff. Definitely. And then on top of that, you know, you can't bring your horse down there and there's gloom everywhere. So that's why I was like, oh, this is what it's for. Mm-hmm. No, that's but, that's a fair that's a fair point, definitely. And how about you, nerdy? You're saying something. Oh, uh, I I lost what I was gonna say. Uh, I said I I'd, I'd I'd agree with those points that um, it feels like the vehicle and building them is more meant for the underground and uh using them on the like like it like once you want it, once you have like i guess the right kind of build it's it's just making them last that um you have a really have a problem with yeah like 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 say like say you build something like super cool like say like you build um let's say like a like a like a car like a cart or something and um and like you want to use it and everything, uh, you run out of you you run out of battery and and say like and if you like since you built it with um with a auto build, you just felt like you wasted Zonite, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, Hammer and I were talking about uh, you know how you get uh, blueprints for different vehicle builds from the constructs in the Yiga Underground. Yeah. 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 Like we both found one for a motorcycle and it's a cool design. I was talking to Hammer and 
he mentioned that he didn't like it because it can't go up hills. I was like, really? And then I looked at it. It specifically says it has trouble on hills and small bumps. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's crazy. You're building in restrictions. Yeah. And like, I tried it out. I had a lot of fun on it, but I also was on a pretty flat area. And then on top of that, I traversed a lot of it using the hovercraft, which is just a sled with a fan attached. Mm. And the problem with that is it can only go over dirt and grass. As soon as I got onto like a little patch of rock, it just stopped. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, crap, I just wasted Zonai building this thing and now I can't even use it here. And have you guys noticed horses? I don't know. I felt like horses in Breath of the Wild were able to go up like any mountains, kind of like a Skyrim. But <laughs> this so one, fun. it's like is a foot drop, and the horse is like, I, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, it was like that in Breath of the Wild. Was it? Okay, it's, I, it has been years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I, I remember. It's, it's, it was like that in Breath of the Wild <sighs> because, like, the like if you're up a certain like height, the horse like won't want to go there. Bugs me. It's like. It's a rounded curve. Just go over it. It's not that hard. <laughs> but whatever. The horse is like, uh uh-uh, uh, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Any complaints yeah. from you, the nerdy? Um uh I think as far as what you guys have said, um no, nothing like nothing like I absolutely like hate about it. But uh those points you guys made, they 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 are a little annoyances, but not enough that game you know mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 cool well, i right, did have uh, one more so yeah go ahead. go ahead i feel like the physics are a little jank sometimes just sometimes like and this is what i was talking to you about earlier hammer that i was so annoyed by i'm oh, and yeah. I'm, I'm in the fire temple and there's a part where you have to get a card over a jump so they put some rockets nearby and i'm like okay i'm smart i can put two and two together so first time I put the rocket on the front of the cart, as soon as I turned it on, the cart flipped over frontwards and flung me into a lava pit. The second time I was like, okay, okay, that was weird and annoying, but I can kind of see what happened there. So I put it on the sides, turned them on. They didn't provide enough boost and I killed over the gap and died again. So I'm like, okay, let's try it this time. I put it on the back of the cart, and the cart went too fast, jumped the tracks, and landed in the lava again. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, you're just, just so lucky. I'm like just losing my mind because I'm like, I can cheat to get around it. So it's not, you know, like the same part of me is still like, okay, calm down. There's still a way to figure this out. But at the same time, I'm like, what if I didn't have a bunch of Zonai parts on hand or a bunch of blueprints. Like what if a player goes in there with almost nothing and then he just runs out of rockets and mine carts. I'm almost out of mine carts at this point. So I'm like, for the most part, it's fine. But every now and then I feel like the physics gets screwy. All right. Now I was pretty lucky. I just put them on the sides, put the fan on the back and it flew really fast, but I hit the other and just went right over. No problem. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask how you did <laughs> Yeah, no, nope. I'm sorry. Just, just uh, save, log out, log back in, and everything should be there. Oh, good. Okay, so this is probably my last question for you, for you guys. Um, 
And then nerdy, you're I want to save you a little <laughs> for last. Okay. Um, but big, I didn't know that you had history with this as well. Uh, I did actually didn't know that you played uh, Breath of the Wild that often. Um glitches or like you said, taking advantage of the code of the game. What is your general history with it first? Like you already shared a little bit of it before for Breath of the Wild. But like how'd you find out about them? Which ones have you done? What's your kind of experience with it? And then I want to talk about glitches and then here's the kingdom afterwards. But that's okay. Okay, so my history with Breath of the Wild. So uh, I got the Switch pretty late. Uh, well, late-ish. Uh, I first got it in like 2018. I remember. And, um, and um, uh, one of the first uh, games I had with it, I had I had Smash and uh, Breath of the Wild because, of course, it was one of those must-haves, you know. And uh, I got I got into it like uh. Also, keep in mind that the last Zelda game I played before Breath of the Wild was us uh, was Skyward Sword, and I, I haven't played a lot of Zelda games. And so, going going into that, I, I wasn't sure what I was expecting. And uh, well, uh, when I started when I started playing, I just I just fell in love with it. It was just I, I don't I don't know how to explain, but like I really I I really liked what I was doing. I really liked what was here, and I wanted to try to explore, you know, do everything. And um, and uh, uh, oh, sorry. And um, later later on, um, um, reading reading up, I I I also saw that it was, of course, on the Wii U as well, since uh. I think I think Breath of the Wild was the last game that was on the Wii, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before uh, they discontinued that, and I was aware that um, it, it was it was on the Wii U and could also run on on an emulator. And I had I had myself a I also had during that time I also recently got myself a gaming laptop, and. Um, that was one of the things that I wanted to try with that, just to see how like how like well the well the laptop worked, and it worked really well. I uh, it it ran a lot of the games that I wanted it to, and uh, so I I got Breath of the Wild. Uh, I saw I saw that it had like modding support and everything, and I was really into the, like modding games and everything, you know, just playing around with mods and whatnot. <laughs> of course. And, uh, and uh that and uh yeah that's pretty much what's what set it off and like the different mods that i used with breath of the wild just helped me like learn the game and everything and of course seeing like speed run strats and speed runs and everything so i could so i could incorporate some of those those into my own casual definitely game. it's a fun game to optimize i will say that yeah it, that's 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 a that's a lot of the fun of it for me definitely it's just like learning how to um, how to best like optimize my game boy <laughs> so with the the glitches though yes uh, glitches, glitches, got, glitches. 
first nerdy and then and then big if you want to share your yeah. experience after um how'd you learn them you know for me i tried some of the uh, shield jumping uh i remember when the people were doing the two carts together just to kind of find the air and i i just sucked at it um mm-hmm. but you used to share stuff on your story all the time nerdy <laughs> of you doing all these of, things oh yeah of me doing glitches and whatnot yeah, so what got you into that? So what so what got so what got me into that? Um I just I just like I just like uh seeing just wacky stuff happen. <laughs> really. Like um but seeing seeing those seeing those, I'm like, hey, I wonder if I can try that out. And then I try it out and it actually works. And I and I'm like, whoa, okay. I think I'm gonna start doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> you know and see like uh and like seeing 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 like uh people discovering this stuff it's 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 pretty cool it's really cool did you i know we shared some of them already did you do any others that weren't mentioned in breath of the wild um um no nothing else i can think of besides uh like like right like right now we've got we've got um we've got web we've got uh item duplication and also um i i should have recorded it but i was also able to there's also a weapon duping there's a weapon and shield duping glitch that i was able to do and i got three hylian shields out of it nice oh jeez i was hoping i was hoping uh shield duplication glitch would be discovered for that very reason if I just have one Hylian shield in my inventory, I am not using it. I do not want that sparkle to go away. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and the fact that those are able to be discovered so quickly, and uh, and like today, um, I'm not sure if you all are familiar with the YouTuber. Um, his name is a hundred percent Zelda. I saw his vid that he posted today to dupe items a way easier uh an easier way to do it besides with the bow method right yeah and i tried it out i was like what yeah (laughs) i was i was shocked by how easy this if we're talking about the same method i was shocked by how easy it is yeah me too i was shocked just by how easy it was to do and it's and it's it's better because you can also you can also do, you can also do like insects because uh, some insects do give like better oh, wow. uh, stat boosts. Yeah, I used it. I used it. For, well, I can go into it. I could talk for an hour about what I've used it for. It's such a useful <laughs> glitch. Um, but one thing I used it for in the way of like insects and animals is I duplicated um, sticky frogs because they're, so they're oh, hard yeah. to find sometimes. And my favorite armor set is like the uh, Sheikah armor set. And so mm-hmm. I've got three of the great fairies so far, and I wanted to upgrade it um, to get the night speed up set bonus. Um, and so I needed sticky frogs for that. And yeah. yeah. So what I actually did was I, I did it on uh, the water temple. I did the sticky frog duplicating on the water temple because you can cancel your shield jump because of the low gravity up there. And it makes it harder for the sticky frogs to run away in the low gravity. So it's oh. like the... I, yeah, so the the low gravity like uh temple areas are in my opinion the ideal place to do them. 
aside from if you're doing it like in a shop so you can just duplicate and sell diamonds more easily because obviously the more of something you accumulate the more of it you have to take out of your inventory and dump on the ground before you start it over right yeah for for like selling diamonds or rupee farming or whatever if there's a shop involved do it in a shop but if you're just trying to get like 15 to 20 of a material i would recommend doing it on a uh in a low gravity setting for sure right now it's it's just a matter of will these get patched in a future update right (laughs) buy gold buy gold duplicate diamonds oh (laughs) yes please please dupe your diamonds because because i i know i notice well i'm I'm like ayo like the like the first few hours i was playing uh, I'm like, uh, I, I got, I got, I got the Highland set, no problem. Then I went to Kakariko and tried to get the Sheikah armor because I was like, hey, uh, the Sheikah armor is kind of useful. I could use, I can use that. And then yeah, I went there. I saw, set. I saw the, I saw the whole Sheikah set was five k rupees a pop. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I saw that. I'm as like, well. hey, yo, inflation done hit Hyrule. What? <laughs> yeah, so I actually did that before the glitch was discovered. So um, I didn't, I obviously I didn't grind out 15,000 rupees, but there's actually a quest line attached to it. I'm not sure if you know. Yeah, the oh, price no, I, down. oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, if you talk to the shopkeeper, she says that, uh, sorry, we had to raise our prices because my grandmother is sick. And so you find out that her grandmother has gloom sickness and you're supposed to make her um, a, like a gloom resistant meal. I think it's porridge. And so you, you take one sundelion, uh, some Hylian wheat and some milk and you cook it and you give it to her. And then the prices go back to being, you know, affordable. Oh, I think gosh. the whole set costs under 1800 rupees after that. Yeah. If you do oh, buy okay. everything, though, she will uh, refund you. Oh, cool. I did oh, not know that. I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. I just watched the video this morning. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but regard, but like re- regardless, it's way harder to actually like farm like rupees and getting money like legitimately. Oh yeah, legitimately, yeah. But um, I actually want to talk about that a little bit more. But there's one I want to ask you, nerdy. It was. <laughs> You're in a shrine, and I think you're using a chest to get yourself up. How did that work? Okay, so how that works is that um, you use Ultra Hand in order to, like, lift that first object up. And then uh, you stand on that object, use Recall on it, and then while, while, while while Recall is happening... You use Ultra Hand on the chest. You know you have to you have to get it to where you can stand on it. Like you can do this with any like two items. Like oh uh, once like I seen one clip where someone did that exact trick to uh, go up to Hyrule Castle from um from from uh, down from down on the lower on the lower oh, wow. part. So that's that's how that's how that works. You can use like um I feel like you can cheese a lot of shrines with that method if you can find like two two like items that you can move around and stand on. I'm sure that I'm sure there's a ton of them you can, but something I have noticed is they've walled off a lot of the shrine exits. 
Oh yeah, that um, I noticed too. So yeah, a yeah. lot of the the actual the actual like shrine exits they're walled off, so you can't just exploit most of the time. Yeah, like most of the time they are. I think they off. knew people would try to take like um, rocket shields in and just be like, nope. Yeah, cause uh, cause like you can't use your Zonite devices either. Oh, you can't. I I wasn't aware of that. Wow. Yeah, you can't. You can't in shrines. You can't take out your Zonai devices. Fair oh. enough, but I know for a fact you can use rocket shields. Oh yeah, you oh, can yeah. still use rockets. Like you can still go in the shrines with those. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Items. By the way, I found the perfect shrine for um for rocket shield farming. It's mm. in the Hebrew region, and there's a room that spawns infinite rockets, so you can just fuse. Fuse to all your shields, and um, then they just respawn. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I think it's actually the one closest to the Lucky Clover Gazette. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I have to stop. I'll have to stop by there sometime. Then. Definitely. Very, very useful having, you know, as many rocket shields as possible. Oh, let me ask you guys this, because I actually do have a question for you. Um, how has it been... How do I phrase this? Okay, so Breath of the Wild felt like it had a, I don't want to say canon path, but it was weird because the order that I followed the story in was the same as everybody I talked to. And I want to know if that was, first of all, if it was the same with you. And second, what do you guys feel that the um, intended order is this time? Because for me in Tears of the Kingdom, it feels like they're pushing you towards Hebra first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you guys agree? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I, feel yeah. like it, I wanted I wanted to make sure I wasn't alone in feeling that. But then in, in Breath of the Wild, I want to know what order you guys did the Divine Beasts in. Because I did the Zora first, then the Gerudo, then... Oh, shoot, what did I do last? And then I think I did Death Mountain last. So, oh. what, so usually when I play Breath of the Wild, of course, uh, I always go... I go to... I go to... I go to the Zora. I go to... I go to Varuta... Then, then uh, Va, um, Va Meadow. Then, really? like, I always, I always save, I always save Bonoboris for last. Yeah, okay. because uh, usually I, I struggle with uh, fighting Thunderblight there. Thunderblight, yeah. Like, okay. right, yeah. like, uh, now, now, nowadays, I can, I can beat Thunderblight no problem. But sure, um, my first, my first, uh, few, my first time I've played the game, like, I usually try to save. Uh, Bonobores for last. Okay, but fair my enough. order, I go to Varuta, Vameto, Varudania, and then Vadnaboris. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, for me in Breath of the Wild, I I did roughly the same order that you did, except I changed the last one. I did. I think it's Vameto, the Rito one. Yeah. Um. No, Meto is uh, Ruto. Rito, Rito, what? I forget the race of the birds. Vameto is Rito. Uh, yes. Okay. It's Vameto. I, I don't know why when I hear Rito, I think of uh, Ruta. Isn't uh -huh. that the princess from, and then I think of Zora. But that's the bird, anyway. essentially, because I don't like Rivali. Uh, I think that's his uh, name. The bird yes. guy. I think he's a yeah. rear and he's annoying. Bear. Yeah. That, that's that's fair. I I actually used to think that way too. Then I played Age of Calamity. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Age of Calamity. Yeah, <laughs> I still don't like his personality. 
That's fair. Age but do, do you guys know the one thing that I think is cool about Rivali is do you know about the SOS um, Easter egg in the uh, in the Divine Beast music theme? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is the single coolest Easter egg I've ever heard. And so no. uh, there's like an SOS in Morse code that plays in each of the Divine Beast music. And oh. in Va Meadow specifically, you don't hear it until the final phase, which they say is to reflect um, Rivali's personality that he didn't call for help until it was too late because of his pride. I, I just thought that was the coolest Easter egg and that made me enjoy Rivali as a character. Just that, that yeah, single Yeah, I, uh, I thought detail. that was really really cool so cool that's like oh my gosh <laughs> i just gush over <laughs> little 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 musical easter eggs those always get to me oh. i didn't know that actually but in tears of the kingdom um i talked to pura and she kind of tells you like a, a certain order of which regions to go to first and that's what i'm kind of following uh, okay she says, the, the right. birds first, then the Gorons, then the Zora, and then the Gerudo. And that's kind of the route I'm going right now. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> but if I ever replayed, I would oh, I would still always do the Wind Temple first, because that power is just so nice to traverse. Oh, oh yeah, Tulin's, Tulin's, um, Tulin's power is very, very useful. Yeah. I've just done the... Um the water temple so far so i don't i don't know about any of the other abilities but for those of you because i know a few of you said you've done three temples already mm -hmm. um they're sage abilities now right do you think yeah. the sage abilities replace the champion abilities in terms of usefulness no um no no okay that's the general consensus but just without being spoiled on what the sage abilities are i definitely feel the same just from getting um side-ons yeah no i i like them still mm -hmm. uh, but yeah I don't get me wrong they're pretty good i do like them but yeah, they don't i do miss i do miss um shoot mifa's grace was pretty good <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel yeah. like the new abilities are a little more geared towards exploration while in breath of the wild it was more towards combat no, you know, that's definitely true. I guess the only yeah, non-combat-centric one from Breath of the Wild was Rivali's Gale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But even still, you could use that to get hype for, like, um, bullet time, but uh, there's better ways to get bullet time and better ways to do combat. Yeah, definitely. We didn't oh. even talk about fusion. Oh, Shit. yeah. Oh, My bad, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about fusion at all fusion makes the game fusion bumps it from a 9 to a 10 if if that's what it is i don't know what i would rate i it i love the fuse mechanic i love yeah. it i love discovering it, what it's capable of doing it, like same like us uh, i just i just found out that uh if you fuse like a two-handed weapon like say a spear or like a claymore to a shield uh, when you when you uh when you when you target, you can actually like use that as a makeshift shield without actually pulling your other shield out. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah, like, I was reading about that. That's pretty sick. My oh, man, was, one of my favorite interactions with fusion so far is um 
like if you do a flame emitter on a shield, when you just hold your shield, you're just breathing fire. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 definitely a fun one. And then um have you guys fused a wing onto a shield yet? Yes, I, I have. Super useful because you can get enough height out of your shield jump to go into bullet time just from standing. Oh wow. Yeah. So all you do is um Z target, jump, shield jump, and then pull out your bow and you have enough height for a uh for a bullet time just from standing. Oh wow. I always I always carry a wing shield on me for that reason. Yep, I love the fuse mechanic. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, like uh not on. and and I love how also the fuse mechanic kind also gives it gives you more of a more of an incentive to fight enemies, you know? Because you know the monsters they drop horns which you can fuse to your weapons to make them stronger. Mm. And of course you want you want to fight more uh more monsters since you want those those parts to make your weapon stronger, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Won't even Which just. Yeah. <laughs> I got like one Lionel piece from an early game quest. It has like thirty eight fuse power or something. I duplicated <laughs> that and I put it on a Zora spear or no, I, on the light scale trident which has 44 base power when wet and doubles the base power of whatever you fuse onto it. So it's like, it's like a super durable spear. And um, Hammer, I'll send you this uh, clip later uh, when I get home, but there's a, uh, there's a Hinox that I, a blue Hinox that I go to fight, and before he even wakes up, I killed him with a single charge attack from, oh, this, from this lance because it has 110 power when wet and lances strike so fast when you charge it. So I snuck up behind him, do a charge attack, and he died before he could wake up. <laughs> I, need, I need more Hanex get as well. Definitely, that's definitely amazing. Get you, a, get you a light scale trident and fuse the the highest power um, monster part you can find. I will keep that in mind. That sounds sick. Yeah, and so if, the cool thing about it is that it doubles power when you're wet, and there's so many easy ways to get wet. If it's raining, you're wet. If you step in a, a puddle or jump in the water, you're wet. And if you're, there's no water anywhere near you, throw a splash fruit at the ground. And then Link's wet, and then you have double attack power, and you kill a Hinox <laughs> in one, one charge attack. Holy crap. That, and uh, another thing, so you know how the the regional weapons, the, you know how the the regional weapons have their own effects. I love that about the weapons as well. Super they have cool. Their own it makes it makes inventory management a lot more fun in my case. Yeah. Fu- yeah. Fusion Fusion fixes so many of um, Breath of the Wild's problems. Oh, absolutely. Single handedly. Single handedly. I, I will say, if you fuse a cannon to one of your weapons, um, like a, a single sword, not a not a two-hander, use the throw mechanic. You won't throw the wheel, launch the cannonball in the direction that you aim. That's so cool. Ooh, or, that's cool. Okay. Ooh. I, I didn't if know you that. Just swing, if you just swing, it just goes anywhere. If you're on a slight hill, it'll go right in front of you, and you'll just pull yourself up. So... <laughs> I learned that I learned that because I merged three hand cannons. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. And I found out I'm just killing myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> how about you, Mako? 
Um, I've been just hearing about some amazing stuff. Like the other day I saw a video saying, this is how you dual wield in Zelda. And you just glue a sword to a shield. And when you use a parry move, it'll cut them. And <gasps> then, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Uh, <laughs> See, fusion excites me for that reason, because people are going to keep discovering things and we're going to keep seeing new and cool interactions and it's going to keep combat fresh. Oh yeah. And if we can, if I can just make this comment really quickly, combat is so much better in this game than in breath of the wild. Enemy variety is so much better in this game than breath of the wild. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Definitely. I love the like boss bokoblins. And I oh, love yeah. that um, when they blow their horn, their little Bokoblin minions will like take up a, sh- a defensive formation. It's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. You you don't you don't just see the same Bokoblin Lazalfos Moblin, Bokoblin Lazalfos Moblin, Bokoblin Lazalfos Moblin. You have different stuff to fight now, and it's it just keeps it so fresh. In addition to yeah. all the oh, things that you can do, I, with I love I love seeing I love seeing. I love seeing Bokoblins and like Moblins and stuff fight Zonai constructs. Oh, that one's oh, yeah. yeah. I've even seen love- them fight. Um, I've seen them fight. What do you call? Oh, never mind. Never mind. Just forget. Forget I said anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. 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 But yeah, I, I I like I like I like the I love the enemy variety. I like that those enemies can like fight each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really fun because you talked about how the boss bokoblins will huddle them up. If you use like the mushroom, um, it's not the puff shroom; it's the other shroom that you get. The, from the uh, it's it's uh muddle doesn't it have like a little confuse effect? Like it yeah. makes them attack each other. Yeah, you're talking about the muddle bud. Yeah, the muddle bud. You just use it on the big boss. <laughs> it's like starts whacking them from behind them. <laughs> it's really funny, <laughs> but. I also recommend once you get the Goron power, you just launch them off edges all the time and into water. This makes things easier, even if they're like silver, just like an insta kill. Oh, yeah. Ooh, okay. So, whole thing there. Linos are still a pain in the rear. Yeah. I have not fought. Oh, I, I fought, I fought, uh, I fought two. Yeah, same. I have fought exactly two of them so far. And yeah, there's 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 still a pain in the butt. Are they mostly the same? They are mo- mostly. they're most they're mostly the same. I okay. think they just have like one new attack where they attack with their horns. Okay. But other than that, they're mostly the same. So the the only new boss monster I've seen so far, I, I don't know if there are other boss monster types. I think there are. I, I would not be surprised if there were, but the only new boss monster i've seen is the gliok oh yeah i tried i tried to fight i tried to fight the one by the bridge of hylia yeah yeah that's it it scared the living crap out of me but then i really approach this so um so i i (laughs) fun funny thing i try i tried to so like they uh, obviously their eyes look like weak spots. So I try, yeah. I tried, I tried every opportunity to try to shoot their eyes. And mm-hmm. um, once once uh you shoot them enough, they they go down, and you yes. try to uh you try to hit their heads for like critical damage and everything. Yeah. But then they start. But then they start flying. They have a new phase. Yeah. 
I fought the electric Gliok in um, the Akala Tower region. I, I just used bomb arrows on their heads. <laughs> That's probably uh, what 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 really helps is um what really helps is like if I can't really aim at them, uh, you can just fuse the uh, eyeballs to the arrows so oh, they yeah. home in yeah. on that. So really those helpful. help a lot. I love it. Those are helpful for the uh, arracudas as well. They're one shot. Luckily. Yeah, they're, they're one shot. Luckily, yeah. But yeah, I but yeah, usually usually use the uh definitely fuse your eyeballs to give your arrows homing properties. For it's sure. so useful. Yeah, but bosses though, I mean technically the there's the boss book goblins, and then there's three different tiers of uh um the, the zone I, <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh Zonai have kind of world bosses as well. Like the uh I think the they, they, yeah, the flux constructs. I like those are kind of fun to fight. I, I like, I like, I like fighting the flux constructs. Yeah, they're definitely. Fun. I learned that you can use ultra hand on the blocks that they're made of. Yep, just rip yeah, them and like, and like, yeah. you can just like if you ultra hand like the the weak one, you just make it fall apart. You fling them. I think that's but if you like really pull cool. on the the weak point one, you gotta mm-hmm. like really work it out there, and then they just blow apart. Those are super fun fights. I was confused yeah. at first because the one that's on the starting area of the game, I think Flux Construct 1 is probably called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a phase where it just turns into this like floating set of blocks in the sky and you can't see the weak point. I was utterly baffled on how to do that. Or maybe that wasn't the first Flux Construct. No, it must have been Flux Construct 2. I actually fought the Flux Construct 2 uh, like not too long ago. Um, you uh, what so you know, no, how I, like, I ended up figuring it, I ended up figuring it out. But part of the, the fun of the game was being like, dude, what, how do I, <laughs> what do I, because at first, what do I, I do? How do I, I do this? Doing was fusing a yeah. um, I fused an eyeball to an arrow and shot it straight up to see maybe it'll home onto the weak point, but it doesn't. And so then I'm like, okay, let's try this. And I tried using Ultra Hand on like those floating platforms to see how high I could get, and the guy shot his like blocks at me and knocked me off into the sky and i was like oh man <laughs> <laughs> but funny th- uh i i used i actually used recall because yeah, it, that's what it, I did. it shot the blocks back out and um using recall had oh, really? uh, had brought me back to its weak point and then i oh, struck that's it sweet. that's, that's, yeah, that's what that's what that's what i did and, yeah uh, i was like one. that that worked that's really cool that is yeah. really cool. My first intuition was to just use um, ascend on him. I'm like, maybe you can just ascend through the bottom of him, but he's too high for it. Oh yeah. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it works if you have enough height. Yeah, it will. Yeah, okay. it should work. See, that's that's cool. The fact that there's multiple approaches to a boss like that make that makes them a lot of fun. The are rewards you... are kind of weak, though. The rewards are kind of weak. Yeah, the rewards really aren't. Because first, first of all, to make use of the flux core that you get, you have to have like a zonite sword to fuse it onto to even make it worth your time. And second of all, they they usually have a chest or something, but none of them so far. I fought like three of them, and I don't think the chests have had anything very useful in them. But the fights yeah. are fun, so it no, still makes I, it yeah. worth it. Really fun. Yeah, I, fought a, well, I fought a construct level three on one of the sky islands, and that was a trip. Like. Just because you can't hit the weak point. Every time you even look at it, he'll shift it around his body. Whoa. 
Ooh. Yeah, I'm like trying to grab it. He shifts it away. I try to shoot it. He shifts it away. And eventually <laughs> I got annoyed and I was like, all right, I'm just going to pick you apart piece by piece until there's nothing left for you to switch away with. And that started working. It helped that I also had Tulin backing me up because, you know, once I pulled out enough blocks that he couldn't switch it around as easily, Tulin would suddenly start, you know, shooting him. That dude, but then he dropped. the definition of brute forcing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that well, cannot be intended. <laughs> when when you're fighting them and it's like in its mech form, just rip its legs off and it'll automatically fall apart. Oh, really? You That's can also cool. you can also take off its hands, and so when it whacks the ground, it does nothing. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's, yeah, like fighting it over time, it's a much more clever fight than I gave it credit for when I first met one. Mm-hmm. For sure. But all right, um. Before I continue on, uh, Mako, you had a set of questions that you wanted to ask everyone. Uh, yeah. You can go ahead with those. Is this Someone? the like, closing question? Uh, it has a couple of them still. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the first one, this is less about the game directly and more about kind of its effect on the industry, I guess. Sure. But uh, the first one was, I found out a few days ago that it was being review-bombed shortly after launch. Really? So, and, yeah. And, I didn't uh, hear about that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I was surprised, too. And I read the article. They said a lot of the negative reviews were just stuff like, I can't believe I have to pay $70 for a game that's just more of Breath of the Wild. Like, it is not different enough to justify $70. Hmm. And I'm like, I don't feel like that's the real issue. Like, I mean, of course that yeah, is part like, of it. Yeah, that's that can be part of it, but I feel like it's more. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I don't know. No, you can continue. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like it's more kind of pettiness, and I'm not just trying... Well, when I say that, what I mean is sometimes, you know, you see something that's really popular and it just kind of irks you for whatever reason. Like, you don't feel like it deserves that amount of love. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's a lot of that. Like, I'll admit... We've all encountered that. Yeah. Like, I think Tears of the Kingdom is an excellent game. 10 out of 10. Definitely a contender for Game of the Year. But oh, also because true. of all the... Oh, yeah. Well, uh, also because of all the hype, it is being a little bit overrated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. It's understandable. I would agree I'd, I'd agree. I definitely have my complaints with the game. I wouldn't call it a perfect game. It falls yeah. short in certain areas, but I mean, in the areas it does succeed, it succeeds with such flying colors that I'm able to overlook a lot of the uh, negative parts of it and just enjoy my experience with it. Um, yeah. As for implications on the industry, were you talking more on... Or, or I guess I'll let you finish, because you were still talking about the review bombs, yeah? Yeah, I just wanted to see more like what you guys thought if you felt like there was some merit to that. So, but I guess we did kind of go over that just during our discussions. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know how I would respond to the, the merit of those criticisms um, of it being different enough because we knew it was built in the same engine. We knew yeah. it went into the development right after Breath of the Wild. We knew um, it would take place in the same world. I mean... The fact that this is surprising people that 
it plays similarly. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the second I booted it up and started walking around as Link, I was immediately feeling uh, differences in the physics and in the stamina system. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I felt it, too. Like, right away. We know it's built in the same engine, but if you do, like, a side-by-side -side comparison, um, they, I think they play a little differently. Like, I have more trouble pre precision platforming in um, Tears of the Kingdom than I did in Breath of the Wild just because of the differences in physics and the differences in stamina. Like, you can't tap to stamina run anymore in this game because it drains faster when you tap. Yeah, it drains faster. Yeah. Versus when, plus, there's no whistle run. So, like, uh, obviously, they were going to patch something like that out. But, um, you know, the stamina is different. I feel that the physics are different. Like, it, it, the game carries your momentum a lot more than Breath of the Wild did. Um, in Breath of the Wild, if you wanted your momentum carried, you kind of had to be in Ragdoll or, like, in a shield surf fail <laughs> state. Uh, it, it, yeah. was, it was really interesting how, messing with the physics of, um, of Breath of the Wild, but in this one, it feels a lot more easily exploitable. I haven't exploited it yet, but, you know, even something as, as menial as, like, walking through that cave in the first five minutes of the game with Zelda, uh, I felt enough difference to be like, yes, this is a new game. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not like mm. these people didn't have enough... Uh, hours in the game to be feeling the differences yet but uh or maybe that's something so minor that people don't pick up on it as much but the more of the game i play the more i'm like yeah this is different this is a new experience uh, it, it's the same world but everything has changed yeah and um fundamentally yeah and like digging deeper into those criticisms I kind of see where they're coming from because one of the strengths of the franchise as a whole is that every single game is different. It's a different right. experience, so it's worth playing. Like even Majora's Mask has some like incredibly different mechanics, like the mask mm -hmm. transformations, right? And what you would get in Ocarina of Time. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing that's kind of what they're getting at. They're like, this game's getting overhyped, and it's not innovating enough, like Breath of the Wild did. It's Kind of a I did feel copy. that way during the first week. I will admit, I've come, I've come around. Yeah, well, like exactly. Like the more you play it, you start to realize, oh no, actually, it did add a lot of different stuff, and I love that because it doesn't, it hasn't fallen into that kind of trap. Whether it's just looking to make a sequel to Breath of the Wild, like it's not just yeah. oh, this is Breath of the Wild two This is a whole new game. Mm -hmm. So now. If I want to go back and play Breath of the Wild, I feel comfortable doing it. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm downgrading or anything. Exactly, exactly. exactly. The, the, the one um, piece of praise that people are giving Tears of the Kingdom that I don't agree with is that it's the better Breath of the Wild. I don't know how you guys stand on that one. Um, I would yeah, disagree that, that it's yeah, the better because Breath, Breath, Breath of the Wild gives its own unique experience, you know? Right. Yeah, like even outside of the DLCs, like just the Sheikah Slate and its abilities give you some different options compared to the poor pad and the new ones. For sure. But I mean, oh, it, yeah, is, it is hard to deny that like Ultra Hand just kind of does everything Magnesis did, but better. Yeah. True. Yeah, I can't deny that. <laughs> I will ask you guys. Uh... What happened to all the technology that was just lying around? Right? 
I'm, yeah, I'm what happened? Not. I saw it. Like, I haven't seen zero signs of any guardians besides, the, besides no the little arms by whatsoever. The, I, yeah, it's there's like zero like, did signs we have, of guardians. Did we have a like royal Hyrulean guardian cleanup crew? It's like a conspiracy to say that Sheikah technology never existed. I mean, where did the powers go? Where did where did the decayed guardians in Akala go? Where did I mean nothing. They're nowhere to be seen. It's insane. It's yeah, I'm like from the I'm like that I'm like that much time couldn't have passed for them to clean out no. absolutely everything. Yeah. No. No, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because it was freaking me out too. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see Zonai fighting like a guardian, you know? Oh, that would be, that would be cool. cool. Yeah, that would have been so the, cool. So the whole point of the guardians in Breath of the Wild, though, is that they're controlled by the malice of Dark Beast Ganon. And in this one, we don't have Dark Beast Ganon. We have Ganondorf, and we have his gloom. So, yeah. yeah. That's like a ref refined version of malice, though. Guess yeah. so. So, I mean, I haven't seen, does gloom control any, like, enemy units besides the one you catch in the uh, depths? Like, there's uh, no overworld gloom-controlled Zonai no, or something? No. I no. didn't figure there would be, but it was worth an ask. But yeah, dude, it's crazy. The Guardians are just gone. <laughs> yeah. And even the Chica Slate, just, you know, the Pura Pad is, I guess, a replacement that Pura made. And it's like, well, why did she need to replace it? What happened to the Chica Slate? Right. Yeah. My, my only... um. My only reference I've seen to any sort of ancient technology so far has been you can get an ancient blade, um, which has 50 fuse power, but one use. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like if you fuse it, I, I was like, wow, 50 fuse power. I put it on the end of a weapon. I hit it once and it broke. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I duped it. I duped it. I have, I have oh, several cool. in my inventory. I have several in my inventory now. But I just use them for arrows because what's the point of a single use weapon? Yeah. yeah. I mean, in Breath of the Wild, they were cool because it was like just a delete button. You know, you hit a line with an ancient arrowhead and it's gone. Yeah, no, it's still the yeah. same. I haven't used them on any boss monsters, but I've used them on like uh, Horriblins. I don't know how you say it. The little yeah. underground. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I've used it on them and it's just a delete button. But the, the problem is you don't get any of the loot. Oh, okay. Really? So they so it still works the same as ancient arrows? Because I haven't. Yeah. I guess any. so. I. I it's embarrassing to say as many hundreds of hours I had in Breath of the Wild, I barely used Ancient Arrows. <laughs> <laughs> I do have um, kind of my own theory. Go it's on. Just, Let's hear it. So I've been reading Lord of the Rings lately. So I finally buckled down and decided to read through the trilogy. And <laughs> they mentioned that after, you know, Sauron gets destroyed, all the rings of power across the whole world just stop working, even the ones he didn't touch directly, because that's just how much of an effect the One Ring had. So kind of my theory is that because Ganon took over the Guardians and a lot of the ancient technology, when he died, it sent like such a shock through the system that they all just dissolved or disappeared or whatever. And that's why they had to start over with the Pura Pad. That's just my theory. A game theory. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, who knows? I really hope they they reference him a little bit. But all right. Um did you have another question though, Mariko? Yeah. Um 
since of course we were just talking about how you know each Zelda game is different, a lot of them have kind of been trendsetters. Like Ocarina of Time is the only game to this day that's gotten a 99 on Metacritic. And you know, you look at best game of all time list, Ocarina of Time is usually number one because they say it laid the foundation for a lot of modern gaming. Like a lot of mechanics were pioneered in Ocarina of Time. Mm. And then after Breath of the Wild came out, I thought, okay, this is like a new direction for the Zelda franchise. And recently I was reading an article where this journalist was saying, no, it kind of changed gaming as a whole, again, just more subtly because, well, specifically open world, but because for a long time it's been kind of Assassin's Creed and Skyrim, where it's just this huge world, you know, chalk to the brim, or however you say it, with content, you know, quests and locations and da 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 but Breath of the Wild took a very minimalist approach where it was mm. just kind of like, oh, yeah, you can go out that way. There's something cool over the horizon if you want to check it out. But if not, whatever, you know. And we kind of saw that again with Elden Ring, which is one of the reasons that was so highly praised. So do you guys think that Breath of the Wild or sorry, that Tears of the Kingdom will have an effect on the gaming industry going forward? It would be interesting to see if more open world games and even games of other genres started implementing features like Ultra Hand or Fusion. Because if the gaming industry as a whole takes anything from Tears of the Kingdom, it's going to be one of those two things. And yeah, that will be the that will oh, be yeah, the telltale sign. That will be the telltale sign. If you start seeing games where it's like make your own weapons. Um, see how these things interact. Um, you know, manage your inventory this way. That that will be the telling factor if uh, it has had a um, effect, a ripple effect in that way. I agree. You don't yeah. think the Koroks will? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you're gonna start seeing like hundreds of escort missions for no reason. <laughs> 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 you're, gonna see, you're gonna see escort missions in games that have never had escort missions before <laughs> you just find hundreds of orphans across the countryside in the next oh, Elder Scrolls game <laughs> I lost my mom he's way over there do you see the smoke signal dude the new Minecraft update is gonna have a mob that needs you to I have to find my mom <laughs> returning tiny creepers to their parents and getting that oh out my god <laughs> <laughs> they start hissing with joy it's beautiful <laughs> wow how about you nerdy um basically what what you said um yeah again uh, like the the whole effect the effect that tears might have if it starts uh if any future games start taking stuff like building stuff from that like um that that's that's when we know. It's it's just a matter of time. Yeah, honestly, I don't <laughs> compared to Breath of the Wild, I don't see it being the same. Uh yeah. as, as big. It and, won't be as big, but like you might it, it, it you might it, it might it might be there. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it happening as much. I don't think it's as time. guaranteed either. Yeah, because like when when Breath of the Wild came out, we knew that that would have an effect. Tears of the Kingdom, it's like, are people gonna start putting stuff like this in their games? We don't know. At least from my point of view, I think it's not 
guaranteed. It's more of an if situation. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, I, I agree. Cool. All right. Yeah, that's it for me. Cool. All right. Um did you have any other questions that you two wanted to ask each other? Nerdy. Uh, uh nothing I can think of. No. No, I think I'm good. I think we had a very thorough uh conversation. Except for duplication glitch, which we didn't <laughs> talk enough about. I was very excited. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We gotta give time for that. Yeah. But no, I, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Well, I actually have a, a few comments and a slight question for you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh so I am kind of opposite of you two. Um I I like playing games here. That that sounds really weird. I know. Um, but like duplication and other stuff like that, I tend to avoid until I finish the game. Because mm. I feel like I don't get a good enough experience or story wise or it'll dampen the the game for me. Uh, you know, maybe Yeah, I definitely see that. That's understandable. Um, what about you guys? Do you tend to try to try to play the game as intended, quote unquote, as much as you can? Or usually, usually yeah, that's yeah, that's what I use. Usually, I'm okay. the I'm the type of guy to give the avatar the the default name whenever I play a game because I'm that much <laughs> of a purist. You know what I Same. mean? I won't, I won't name my avatar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll google the canon name if i have to you know yeah that's um, yeah i that's 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 kind of what i do yeah right. but when but my caveat is when the game presents you with uh an exploit of any kind or when it presents you with a problem and the easiest solution to it is an a very accessible exploit i will use that exploit because my time is valuable. And so if you tell me I need to go farm 30 ambers, and I could go find a region where ambers are abundant, get a cobble crusher and smack up a bunch of ore deposits to find 30 ambers, or I could do a shield jump and have them duplicated in the next two minutes, I'm going to do the shield jump and duplicate them in the next two minutes. Yeah, that's fair. I'm a little more crazy. Yeah. I will find all the mining area. <laughs> yeah, <I figured laughs> right. okay. And you can do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, any last comments before we finish? I don't believe so. Nope. I think I'm good. Okay. Well, thank you for joining you too. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, yeah, it's been a really pleasure. Fun. Haven't actually heard you guys' voices before, roughly, so this is kind of a new experience. <laughs> <laughs> but um thanks for coming on we'll see who finishes the game first will not be me <laughs> definitely not nope. gonna be me <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm Every gonna go percent it before any of us complete the main storyline i most likely <laughs> will not touch i will not touch the corox yeah, I'll get as many like, as I need. Like, I'll, like if if I if I feel like it, I'll try to find them. But I'm not really too worried about Korok seeds. Yeah, I got like uh, early, 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 early like game. half of them to complete your inventory anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Now yeah. I got I got like 400 something 
five hundred something in the last. It's like it's like four fifty to complete it in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So yeah, and nobody needs God. What do you think they did instead of Hestu's gift? It's <laughs> apparently it's the same, roughly the You're same. You're joking. Thing. What is no way? It's gonna be what bigger. Is, is that what they say? You know what? I'm knocking the game down one point. <laughs> <laughs> it, it might. I think it's a little different. Oh, okay. oh, and one last thing before I finish. Uh, there's the armored enemies. There's an armored. Um, why can't I think of the name right now? The horse. Armored. Armored, armored, armored oh, gloom Lionel. Yeah, there's an armored gloom Lionel underground. So, just to warn you. Whoa, gotcha! Cool. I haven't I haven't encountered it yet, but I'll keep I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, it does. <laughs> three hearts of gloom in one go. And it's Ooh. a blue line. It's a blue Lionel too. Yeah. But all right, everyone, take care. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.